0: Since its creation in 1976, L'Occitane has always been committed to protecting nature, from which we have so much to learn, like the plants and flowers who reveal their secrets and incredible powers. Today, with its Forgotten Flowers perfume collection, the brand writes a new chapter in its history. It goes back in time to discover a lost heritage, the plants forgotten by perfumers. At the heart of this olfactory adventure are passionate men and women, growers, perfumers, and researchers with a common dream. To rediscover lost flowers and give them a new lease of life in a brand new perfume collection. In our new podcast, Forgotten Flowers, we explore the story of these flowers and why they were forgotten. We look at the connections between these plants and the people who joined our quest to discover them anew. Today, let Ubi Pin, known in English as the hawthorn, a prickly and seductive flower, tell you its story. What a stroke
1: of luck! Luxitan has decided to cultivate me, finally returning me to the limelight. The brand wanted to give me a new lease of life by growing me in my wild state. To create an olfactory universe from scratch, one that values my past, my land, the men and women that have grown me, and those who have revived my fragrance. All this is what makes this Forgotten Flowers project so unique. It explores a captivating universe. To reach their goal, they started a vast project in search of a lost heritage, the Forgotten Flowers of Perfumery. But let's start with my own story. In French, my nicknames are May Blossom, Epine de May, or Epine Blanche. But I prefer my real name, Aubépine, or Haythorn in English. The word Aubépine comes from the Latin albaspina, meaning white thorn, and refers to the color of my flowers and the thorns that cover the base of my stern. In England, too, I've been given some nicknames, as well as Hawthorne, I'm often called Mayblossom. Such a pretty nickname, don't you think? My properties have been used since time immemorial. It's no exaggeration to say they are both plentiful and completely unique. It is said I have the power to reduce stress and help people who struggle to fall asleep to doze off. Better still, I am great for the heart. There's nothing romantic about it. I'm just a major player in the heart's regulation. And this is nothing new. Healers in the East and the West used me as a cure against hypertension centuries ago. Time has proven them right, since I am still used for this very purpose today. Luxitan could not help noticing that all these qualities make me an extremely valuable flower. (laughs) But to revive me in all my splendor, they wanted to innovate, based on my past, stories and legends, while also preserving my cultural and environmental heritage, to which they have always been strongly committed. Now, if I'm being honest, it's partly thanks to Anne-Sophie Bouville that I'm sharing my story with you today. Anne-Sophie is a chemist who's passionate about flowers. In 2015, L'Occitane trusted this young scientist. Yes, this relationship has been going on for a while. And supported her with her academic research. She's the one who went through a list of eight hundred plants and identified those that deserved the brand's attention. Exciting, right? I was lucky to be on the shortlists, and that's where it all began. anne Sophie's research gave us the opportunity to open spellbooks and listen to us, plants. Those of us that have survived through time. She revived us and recreated these imaginary words. By the way, I suspect Anne-Sophie is a witch. No one can throw themselves into such a wide-ranging research project and immerse themselves in spellbooks and legends without being a bit of one at least. And the reason I'm telling you about witches is because I know them quite well. Yes, they're the ones who have always known how to make full use of my highly beneficial properties. I've always enjoyed their company. Interestingly, it is said that in a witch's garden, I would magically transform into an innocent bramble or a currant bush whenever someone came to inquire. I could reveal how. but magic is an art whose secrets must be kept. So I will let this mystery live on. Instead, let's listen to Anne-Sophie talking about her thesis. I mean, she really is the best person to be telling this story. The project was about sharing knowledge around these flowers, forgotten by the perfume industry, but sometimes known in other fields. There was also this philanthropic dimension of opening minds and sharing knowledge with the general public. Opening minds and sharing knowledge. (sighs) I really like being associated with this woman. Actually, I've always felt at my best when I am with women. In Greek mythology, I was linked to Maya, the goddess of fertility and spring. Not bad, right? I adore her. Later, in the 13th century, it was the beautiful Eleanor of Provence who offered me a great spot in her gardens. I loved watching her. Sometimes, I would even imagine being her, having a voice and making history. (sighs) But I'm getting carried away. I'm a symbol of delicacy, possibly because of my white flowers. I am also associated with the purity and beauty of the Virgin Mary. Not that I am bragging, of course, but beware. Like many other flowers, I have a dual personality, both soft and thorny, with looks that change with the seasons. You will have guessed it, I grow in May. And in spring, I blossom in the most magnificent way. My white or pink flowers join at the top to create a perfect dome. According to the great perfumer Chayem la Maison Dieu, she's the one who created my perfume. My fragrance alone conveys all the poetry and fragility of my flower. It conjures up the start of spring, when May's first are over and festivals are held in Provence. Oh yes, because I live in Provence! That's one of the reasons I was chosen by L'Occitane. Living in this region was one of the most important criteria for them. I'm originally native to Western Asia, Europe, Egypt, Cyprus, Lebanon, and many other parts of the world. But to be fair, I'm mostly found in the Mediterranean region. I'm not picky woodlands, forest edges, hedgerows, hillsides. I'm happy to grow wherever the sun shines, though I do prefer chalky soil. Not everyone likes it, but I do love it. I'm not one to hurry. I take my time to grow, slowly, but once I'm here, I stick around. I can live for hundreds of years. At the end of August, I am covered in red berries, bright and shiny, which birds come and peck. They nest in my foliage, or use my hedges as pantries. Speaking of hedges, do you know how important they are for biodiversity? Just like me, today they are being revived and recognized as a major player in creating a rich and fertile wildlife. I don't mind this late recognition, I'm just grateful it happened at all. I'm in great company, with all these birds chirping around me. <laughs> It makes me feel a bit like Cinderella. Uh, no, wait, uh, Rapunzel? No. No, no, the one who sings with birds. Who is she again? Oh, Snow White. That's it. Bees really like me too. I let them gather my nectar to perfume their honey. I like animals, but they're not the only ones who have had a taste of me. In prehistoric times, my fruits were dried, ground, then incorporated into porridge or bread dough. It may not sound very appealing, but trust me, they loved it at the time. There's a very specific way I should be picked, and it's a delicate process. Luxitan had to be careful because I'm fragile, despite my thorns, and I wilt quickly. It's quite the challenge to obtain what's called a supply of fresh produce. That's why L'Occitane asked Jean-Pierre Pavier, their picker for over 12 years, to harvest me. Up high on the meadows of Luce-la-Croix-Haute, his picking practice is sustainable, certified organic, and aimed at restoring biodiversity. To him, keeping a good balance is essential for wild picking. He and I do get along. Jean-Pierre is a lovely guy. To pick my flowers, he gently slides his hand along my branches. Let me tell you, it's really nice to be treated so gently, especially since it has not always been the case. Back in the day, my flowers were picked in a more brutal way. An umbrella was placed upside down under one of my branches which will then be shaken until a snow of petals fell into it. Needless to say, I much prefer Jean-Pierre's method. To help you picture me, I'm a quite short shrub. I have small oval cut and toothed leaves that are shiny and green on top and a bit lighter underneath. I look harmless, but beware along my grey branches, you will find short, sharp thorns. Maybe that's why people say I'm wild. Anyway, Jean-Pierre prunes my branches once the picking is over because he cares deeply about my health and knows this will benefit next year's blooms. Once my petals are harvested... They're gently dried, then brought to the perfume maker in Grasse, where I will magically be transformed into an extract called Absolute, which is used in the perfume. Grasse is the place to be for everything that has to do with perfume. It features on UNESCO's Intangible Cultural Heritage list for the know-how of its perfume makers. It is home to the prestigious International Perfume Museum, the only institution of its kind in the world. The museum plays a special role in our story as it supported Anne-Sophie during her research. But let's get back to my fragrance profile. I am naturally fragrant. Imagine burying your head in a basket full of fresh almonds. That is very close to the scent of my petals. My fragrance, floral, almond like, and rustic, is interesting for perfume makers, and many works mention my use in perfumery, notably in fragrance oils and ointments from times past. My hawthorn note is used in floral, powdery, or Middle Eastern perfumes, to which I bring a delicious and spring like facet. But then, you may ask, why was I forgotten? Well, it happened progressively, step by step. I started disappearing from the perfume industry in the 19th century, with the birth of organic chemistry. My flowers were abandoned, and I was slowly replaced by synthetic fragrances. It was told that the fragrance profile of my extract was too far from my actual fragrance. Unbelievable. Thankfully, today, L'Occitane has decided to change the course of history. Those involved have worked hard to capture my natural essence, reinterpreting it to shape a perfume in my honour. Two women in particular were interested in my essence, Virginie Albelda, who is fragrance manager for L'Occitane, and Chayamala Maison Dieu, a renowned French perfumer. The Pin perfume by L'Occitane is powdery and sweet. According to Virginie, I have a fresh and invigorating effect. I'm almondy, but in a refined and light way, with fruity notes that give body to my natural and fresh side. Just like me, the perfume is tender and delicate. About its elegant and intriguing name, Chayamala Maison-Dieu says it is eloquent and mysterious, eliciting great poetry. After an infinite number of concoctions, talks and emotions, I am finally ready. I am kept in a bottle of the color my flowers sometimes are, a gorgeous pale pink. The bottle design takes inspiration from the doors of Provence, an invitation to discover paths bordered with my scented bushes. Welcome to my universe! I promise I will be discreet, but I'm looking forward to being with you all day long and to letting my delicate perfume infuse your evenings out.
0: Forgotten Flowers is a podcast by L'Occitane, produced by Louis Créatif. Juliette Fayet and Léa Rouault wrote this episode. Lou Howard interpreted Aubépine. Blanche Martin is responsible for production. Antonin Léger was on editing, sound production, and mixing. The original music was composed by Marine Keméré. And if you liked this lovely story, well, the best way to support the podcast is to talk about it around you. Simply share the link that you'll find in the episode's description. You can also leave us stars and comments. Thank you very much.